Welcome to episode 19 of My Bible Thoughts with Pastor Rich. This is a time where I read a section of scripture and give you my thoughts on God's Word. Today's Bible study will be around 8 to 10 minutes, and you can use this as a reflection time to draw near and commune with our wonderful Creator. I'm Pastor Rich. Thanks so much for being here with me today. My Bible verses for today are Acts chapter 8, verses 1 through 24. Now, if you're going to follow along with me, you might note that I read from the NASB translation of the Bible. In our last episode, we read about Stephen, and he's on trial for his life, and the religious elite of the time accused him of heresy against the law of Moses, and they violently stone him to death in a fit of rage. Now, my main point today will be that not everybody that participates in church, or even who you identify as a Christian, are actually converted people. Listen as I start reading in verse 1. Now, Saul approved of putting Stephen to death. And on that day, a great persecution began against the church in Jerusalem. And they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except for the apostles. Some devout men buried Stephen and mourned loudly for him. But Saul began ravaging the church, entering house after house, and he would drag away men and women and put them in prison. Therefore, Those who had been scattered went through places preaching the word. Philip went down to the city of Samaria and began proclaiming the Christ to them. The crowds were paying attention with one mind to what was being said by Philip. And as they heard and saw the signs which he was performing, for in the case of many who had unclean spirits, they were coming out of them shouting with a loud voice. And many who had been paralyzed or limped on crutches were healed. So there was much rejoicing in that city. Now a man named Simon had previously been practicing magic in the city and astonishing the people of Samaria, claiming to be someone great. And all the people from small to great were paying attention to him, saying, This man is the power of God that is called great. And they were paying attention to him because for a long time he had astounded them with his magic arts. And when they believed Philip as he was preaching the good news about the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were being baptized. Now even Simon himself believed. And after being baptized, he continued on with Philip. And as he observed signs and great miracles taking place, he was repeatedly amazed. Now when the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John, who came down and prayed for them that they would receive the Holy Spirit. For he had not yet fallen upon any of them. They had simply been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they began laying their hands on them, and they were receiving the Holy Spirit. Now when Simon saw that the Spirit was given through the laying on of the apostles' hands, he offered them money, saying, Give me this authority as well, so that everyone on whom I lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter said to him, May your silver perish with you, because you thought you could acquire the gift of God with money. You have no part or share in this matter, for your heart is not right before God. Therefore, 
Repent of this wickedness of yours and pray to the Lord that if possible, the intention of your heart will be forgiven you. For I see that you are in the gall of bitterness and in the bondage of unrighteousness. But Simon answered and said, Pray to the Lord for me yourselves, so that nothing of what you have said may come upon me. The church is being scattered. God has scattered the church. Everyone is running literally for their life. And then we see in verse 4 that that as they are scattered, they spread the good news of the gospel, first in Judea and then in Samaria. So the gospel word is being spread at a tremendous pace, and the church is growing. Now, when we get to Samaria, this is a mixed group of people. So there would have been Assyrian blood, which Assyria is just to the north of Israel, and Jewish blood that had been intertwined and mixed. And they would have known the Jewish tradition of the Torah, but probably not the prophetic writing. We see tension throughout the Bible between Samaria and the Jews. And uh, I guess probably the greatest example of this would have been the woman at the well. You know, Jesus did a work there, but the disciples didn't really want anything to do with going into that country. So this was a mixed group of people between Assyria and Jewish blood. Philip in this early church would have been a very brave person to preach Christ to these half Jews. There would have been a lot of tension in this early church. But thank goodness we see in verse 6 that, in spite of all that, many believed in the gospel message. They heard and saw the miracles. Apostolic hands had been laid on this deacon, on Philip. He was one of the seven. He had cast out demons and healed people. And as they're converted, there was a great joy. We see that in verse 8. These were people who were written off by the Jews and probably never would have become part of the church if not for Philip spreading it into that land. But of course, whenever there's a blessing, there's always a problem. And we see that in verse 16. It says the Holy Spirit was not at work. So the early spiritual gifts were needed in these churches for them to grow and advance through the Holy Spirit. We saw that in tongues and healings. There is no visible manifestation of the Holy Spirit in this church. They believed, they heard the good news, but God was holding something back from them. Peter and John get this news, and they arrive to the church, and they lay hands upon the new Christians. And as they do so, something visible and audible happens. The Holy Spirit is sent so that he can be a witness to others. So we see the tension and the hate for each other has been resolved in this early Christian church. It never would have happened outside of the work of the Holy Spirit through those apostles. But then we see there is a quote-unquote God-fearer that comes into this story. And his name is Simon, and he seems to be a very privileged person in that area. And the church around him, the other congregants, felt he was converted. They thought he had power and is well known. And it says that they all gave heed to him, the rich and the poor. It didn't matter. They all knew about him. They listened to him. They gave heed to him. But it also seems that the gospel message seems to have done little for Simon. I would definitely say he's unconverted if if you look at the languages in this scripture, even though he's been baptized. So the fact that you may have been baptized tells me nothing about your true Christian life. The people had all listened to him, and he didn't want to lose that power. So he made a decision to believe in Christ. 
He didn't want to lose his influence. He claimed to be a Christian, so they baptized him. But then we see he didn't have the gifts that the apostles Peter and John had. Simon shows his heart has never changed. In verse 19, he wanted the same power and authority by simply giving them money. He wants to control God. He wants uh, to be the person he has always been. And to me, that's proof right there that he is unconverted. He is still of the world. He wanted to be the person that he always was. So those are my thoughts on the first 24 verses of chapter 8. We'll look at the remaining verses of this chapter in the next podcast episode. So on this podcast, the Word of God, of course, is lifted up as authoritative, real, and accurate. But I also want to place an equal importance on our prayer time. So I want to encourage you to pray along with me, no matter where you're listening to this recording. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the book of Acts. We thank you for your word. We thank you for any encouragement that we might get from not only your work and your word, but through this podcast. Father, give us the the courage that we saw in Philip in this early church Convict us in the same way. Teach us. Implore us, Father. Give us bravery to speak this to speak the truth, even in a world around us that's very difficult today. Father, give us courage not to worry about the consequences or forget about Christ and what He's done for us. Father, that these verses might be an encouragement for everybody that's listening today that it might testify of your glory. Give us bravery enough to testify to anyone who will listen. Father, I pray that if there's anyone listening that doesn't know Jesus as their Lord and Savior, that the conviction of the Holy Spirit work on them today, that if they have any questions, that those are answered for them. We praise you for your church and how it's never failed, how it has stood strong and and stood the test of history. And Father, we are aware that Christ is risen and active in this church. And we thank you for your rich mercies upon our lives. As we depart today, Lord, may none of us forget your Holy Son who died for our sins and now sits at your right hand, very much alive and in glory. So that's my podcast for today on the first half of chapter 8 of the book of Acts. I want to thank you for listening and being a part of this podcast. Thank you and have a great day.